Hi, I'm Lori. And I'm Andrea. We're excited to welcome you to the We Should Probably Talk About That podcast. We are so happy to have you here with us, and we can't wait to make it awkward. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the We Should Probably Talk About That podcast. Hi. Hello. I didn't realize we were starting right that second. We're starting right now. I have food in my mouth. Yeah, Andrea's snacking, so (laughs) we'll let her finish that snack and uh, talk about today's episode. We're gonna hit. We're gonna head straight into this. We, um, how did we? I came across this game, right? Yeah. So this game we've mentioned before. <laughs> She's still chewing. We'll ignore her for a minute while I talk. Um, we, I came across this game on Amazon. It's a game called Bold, and Andrea and I like to go deeper. That's just who we are. We like mm-hmm. to get to the source of the person. So this game. Um, it has three different sections: perceptions, reflections, and connections. That was. A lot it's of not really a game. There's no like board. You I know. Don't, right. You don't win. Yeah. I mean, There's, I feel like I usually win, but well, you could win <laughs> at the end. You never know. It's really just prompt conversation. We've played it with males and females. We've played it with all females. Yeah, I th- and I it's just kind of fascinating. It opens up discussions on. Lots of subjects I don't think you would talk about otherwise. Mm -hmm. And so we decided to pull some cards today. We're a little busy with year end and all of that. And we were thinking, you know what? What's something we can do to that's easier on us workload wise, but also that will kind of help you guys get to know us even better than you already do. If you're Mm -hmm. one of our faithful listeners, (laughs) you know everything about us. But well, and also to piggyback off of the previous two weeks about letting go and then how to really cultivate connections this is a this is a great idea to have conversation starter like table talk kind of prompts to to get you thinking yes whether that be a bunch of girlfriends or a mixed party we've pulled out games like this like you said with mixed parties and you find some interesting things out about people you wouldn't never know yeah so um, we're going to head straight to it. Do you want to pick a category or we do you have, just want to Yeah, pick? we just pulled the stacks out and put them face down. So we don't have any idea. Yes, there is no prep coming. work here. We have no idea. Okay. But we're going to try to be honest. Okay, I will start with a reflections card. Okay. How would you describe your relationship with each of your parents? <laughs> well, sorry. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. This is easy because I can say I've, I've kind of talked about it a lot on each of the episodes. Yeah. You know, I mean, my mom was a manipulator, is a narcissist. Um, I love her. She's my mom, but, and she did the best she could, but I don't let her into my life much. She, she doesn't know boundaries very well and she oversteps and she tries to morph into my life and act like the mom with my kids. And so we have very clear boundaries. And then my dad, I wish we had more time together when we were young. My mom kind of pitched a wedge between my dad and the rest of us. That's what narcissistic parents can sometimes do yeah. to alienate the other parent. And so um, I've gotten to know him really well since I've been older to the point that, you know, my dad keeps track of the birthdays and yeah. the family stuff. And um, he plays a role that I never really saw. And maybe it wasn't there before either. So, yeah, that's hmm. me. What about you? Um. My relationship with my mom has always been pretty good, but as I've gotten older and become a mom myself, I've seen things where 
we didn't really have a deep, deep connection. She was a peacemaker. She is a peacemaker. Yeah. And so she was a safe parent, but there was not a lot of depth in our conversations. And now there is more because I feel like I kind of push her on some things and even joking in the, over the past couple months, I've went with going through my aunt's house. I've told my mom that she has a rug and a broom that my mom does that I don't want when she dies because it has so much stuff under it that she's brushed (laughs) under it over the years. So I feel like I can kind of tease with her about that, about just saying like, talk about the hard things, have the conversations. Yeah. And my family, we don't. Yeah. And my family doesn't either. Um, but we're starting to more. And I think it's because me and some of my siblings and their spouses are in therapy and we're all kind of saying like, wow, we're holding on to a lot of stuff or we're wow. staying quiet about a lot of stuff. I so, love that. so there's been some challenges in the family, but I think it's growth opportunities. And, um, but I would say overall, I've always had a good relationship with my mom, my dad, and I have had a pretty awful relationship the majority of my life um it's always had its ebbs and flows but we've struggled pretty I mean I'm sure I've talked about this before right now we're in a really good place um we went about a year of the three years I've lived here we went about a full year without speaking to each other at all and um and now we're in a good place and one thing that I will say when I when I've been in therapy talking about my parents, I've started calling them by their first names to my therapist Mm. instead of saying my mom, my dad, because I feel like those labels put this expectation on a parent that I should love them and not be mad. Yeah. Or, or they should do this for me. They should show up in this way because by definition, moms do this and dads do this, but calling them by their first names, kind of humanizes them in a way where Mm -hmm. I can say like they they are just people with flaws and they happen to make me and birth me and I'm a human raising kids and I have flaws and so kind of looking at them as humans that I really do love and care about has helped me understand them better and forgive things that I've not actually ever received apologies for. And it's just, but yeah, I think I love that you guys talk about it. Every time I try to bring up anything bad with my parents, they don't want to talk at all. Yeah. Or that my mom pouts in her room for four days. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So productive. Um, okay. I grabbed a perceptions one. If you were stranded on a desert Island, what three items would you bring? A pebble ice machine. Yes, that is important to you. And then I'd probably need like a solar power source to yes. plug in my pebble ice machine. That's good. Because, you know, the the really literal people out there are like, you can't have that. There's no yeah. power. And then like a survival size tank of water to make pebble ice. <laughs> <laughs> She's not obsessed or anything. Now is she... No, if I could really just bring a pebble ice machine and that counts as my one thing and I have ice, that would be one. Two would probably be a vibrator. That's important. 
It's very important. Look at me jump into that. Wait, are you wanting to you. talk about masturbation now? <laughs> are we gone there? Trying to relate to Lori. I'm calling that back. Um, probably like it's. I mean, there's so many things that you think of. You're like, wait, no, 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 toothpaste. Wait, no, deodorant. Yeah. Wait, yeah. no, a guy. <laughs> a guy might be important out there. <laughs> but but yeah. if you have a vibrator, maybe not. Deodorant, lotion. I don't know. I can. I would die. You would die. I would eat ice until I died. You what would, would you coffee. bring? Wouldn't you want coffee? Coffee. Yeah. Um, what would I bring? A bed, a um, house. Let's see. What would I bring? Music. Mm. I like me some music. So I think I'd have to have music. Um, Diet Coke. Yep. <laughs> yep. I like me some Diet Coke. And a comfortable bed, probably. Yeah. I don't want to sleep on no sand or rocks. <laughs> we that would wasn't both, a very exciting We one. would both die we so would die. fast. That's okay. <laughs> if I died first, would you eat my body to survive? No. <laughs> I can't. Ugh. Okay. I mean, maybe. Would we get to that point of desperation? I don't think I would. I don't think I would either. But I wouldn't eat any seafood either. Yeah. I might. I don't know. You might. I would die. Yeah. Um... What are your ideal forms of physical touch? This is a connections card. Um, yes. Ideal forms. All of the, everything. All of the everything. Some of these, some of these become a little like, uh, maybe not girls only conversation, but why not? Right? Yeah. Well, there's two questions on this one. What form of touch do you like least? Um, my dad has been known to walk up and kind of give you a back massage for a second. And it's like burning stakes of iron going into my neck. Mm. It's like too hard. And it's like, ow, that's, that's not my, you know, like I'm not a huge fan of walking up and squeezing the whatever mm-hmm. nerves or whatever in my back. But I love, if it's a partner, I love every form of physical touch. You can slap my butt. You can grab my hand. You can touch my face. I, think, I really like hand on my thigh or holding hands. I like all the things. Yeah. So I said, yes, all, all of it. What if it's like non-partner? Like, like, are you huggy with your kids? Now that they're adults, no, not really. Yeah. Uh, a little bit, but not really. But with my younger daughter, I am. Yeah. I'm very, like, we were big hand holders when they were little. Watching TV, we... I would always have kids' hands in my hands. See, I was never, when my kids were really young, I wasn't that hands-on. And my middle child has never been touchy, snuggly, even hugs or anything. My son has kind of gone in and out. Like, he's in sixth grade now, and he'll hug me at the school. He'll hug me when he gets home. He'll hug me in front of my friends, his friends. Yeah. And I love... But I think I would say my ideal form is when you just can kind of like sink into somebody's body and it just kind of feels like you just fit together. Yeah. Just like that kind of snuggling or. Yeah. I couldn't be with someone who's non-touchy for sure. I couldn't. Or where it feels like rigid. Yeah. Where you, yeah. Yeah. So So just kind of when it comes naturally, anything physical touchy when it just like. You don't have to work to get into like the right position or like fill. Yeah, <laughs> I I agree. When they move and you just move with them like a dance, more than like mm. oh sorry oh up uh, move can you yeah. yeah. Um, okay, 
Next question. This is a reflection. Hey, I just threw the card. What do you dream of and why do you dream about it? And what do you think I dream about? Oh. Right now I'm dreaming about what I want the rest of my life to look like. Are you talking about aware dreams or when you're asleep dreams? Just checking. Aware dreams. Okay. Like, I'm really paying attention right now to what... I gravitate to that brings me peace, but I'm still feeling productive in it. Whether that be like, you know, having, I, I think I want to open a shop, but I can't decide what I'm going to offer. I know, we've chatted about this, all the things. <laughs> but like it's I go. It's got to have plants and it's got to have yeah. yummy donuts and it's got to have, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah, there's a cool plant store over here on Main Street that has plants in the front and then her husband runs a coffee shop in the back love it and i'm i just love the idea of a space that's like a hangout spot but it's monetized you know i don't want to just like have this room this reception room where people just come and like bring their coffee and sit and talk like i want to sell stuff but i want it to feel like stay a while but not a restaurant yep (laughs) No, I get it. When we were in California and we stopped at that place Mm -hmm. um, and spent lots of money, that's when we started talking about, oh my gosh, we should open one of these. And then we talked about opening a smoothie and a donut place. And yeah, I get it. And like, well, the Wheeler Farmer, Wheeler Farm Farmer's Market is officially open now for spring and summer. And I went with a friend today and just like looking at all the creative stuff, just, I mean, from food stuff, like cool salsa blends and hummus to ceramics and plants and picture frames and art and then music. And I mean, I just love that create. I'm just, my head is in like a super energized creative space right now. Yeah. I don't even remember what the question was. Oh, what I dream Dream about. about. Yeah. Yeah. And what do you think I dream about? I think you dream about your coaching and helping, helping people to get to a, yeah. Healthy, happy. And in a creative space. Like, yeah. That's really come into my world lately too. I've been creatively energized as well. Yeah. Yes. I think you dream. Oh, what do I dream about? I do dream about helping women. Mm-hmm. And when I launch my official coaching program, I'll let everybody know. But I've been on such a journey these past seven, 12 years. But really this last year, mm-hmm. um, it's like I have found the keys to the kingdom of all of the things and really created such happiness in my life. And I want to teach other women how to do it and give themselves permission to do it and be feminine and beautiful, but strong and open and all of the things. So yeah, I definitely dream about that. What do I think you dream about? Um, I think you dream about parties all the time. (laughs) I do. You're constantly thinking of ways to get people together. Yeah. Which would be a beautiful part of your business. So we'll have to figure that out. I do dream about, I don't, I mean, I don't dream about that so much because I actually do host a lot. Yeah. But I do get an idea in my head and I can kind of just run with it and I don't know when to stop. No, you don't, but it makes the party fun. Yeah. Oh, I didn't pick a card yet. Okay. Next. This is dumb. Then choose another one. It really is dumb. It's just about if you could rename me, what would you name me? Yeah, that's, that's dumb. dumb. Would you receive? Would you rather receive acts of service or gifts? Acts of service. 
Yeah. I'd rather receive gifts. Unless the gift is an orgasm, then I'll take it all day long. <laughs> I mean, this is, go listen to our five love languages episode. Yes. But gifts for me. Yeah, you love the gifts. Is so, and it's, it's just, it's just what it is. It is. I'm not I, even going to explain myself. You'll have to go touch listen. Since touch is mine, I would like gifts. I would like to change my answer to gifts of orgasms. Gifts of orgasms. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what were the two options? Acts of service. I mean, okay. Like, right now I'm receiving some acts of service because I'm... At this moment? Well, not this I'm not noticing moment, it. But, no. <laughs> like, I, I have this friend that has been helping my family with computer stuff, like cleaning off computers and important files off my aunt's computer. And he's just kind of like a figure everything out kind of guy. Yeah. And he's helping me sell my other car right now. And it's just like... Makes life good. Those little things that are so impossible for me to say, I have to figure out how to get the car cleaned and get the whatever tires or windshield replaced and list it for sale and let people come to my house and test drive it. And I have to talk to people. Like, that's so overwhelming to me. So I think it... I think... I've, with five love languages, it's kind of a circumstantial thing. I do too. Because you can have I think things. We need them all. Yeah, we We've do need them all. That. And, and you're you, going to have seasons. If you missed where... our episode, go and listen to it. But yeah. I also think it's important that you tell people sometimes what you need. Mm-hmm. You know, and and even say like, right now, I'm so overwhelmed with this thing. And yeah. if it's like they can take it on because it's not overwhelming to them, then like acts of service is super important to you. Yeah. If it's I'm really lonely. I'm really tired. I haven't been feeling well. I just want to like have somebody here close to me to fall asleep on their shoulder. Like it, I think it can change based on what season of life you're in. Totally. Absolutely. Okay. Next connections. What's the funniest thing about me? And yes, that's really the question. The funniest? Yeah. Funniest thing about me. That's weird because it's like uh, funny, like. I would make fun of that thing about you. I don't know. It just says, what is the funniest (laughs) thing about about me? me. And then how do you weigh different factors of a relationship, such as vibes or attraction? I don't don't even feel like they go together. Next, we'll pick a different one. Yeah. You just didn't want to tell everyone I was funny. I was just going to say, like, you're funny. Is that the funniest thing? That was dumb. Bold. What do you believe the goal of a relationship is? Growth. Yeah. Totally agree. I used to think, we both used to think, the goal of the relationship was to get married and be together forever. Yeah, no. No, it's about growing. Yeah. Learning lessons. Yeah, we both agree. What do you think the goal of a friendship is? It's a two-part question. Same thing. Same thing. I'm going to get so, it's going to feel so boring and stagnant for me with you and me no just any relationship (laughs) any relationship or friendship if it's not like it's got to be evolutionary yeah and we don't have to it's hard it's hard to connect with people and grow with people because I think it's super easy to just stay in a state where it's like well I mean we've talked about this a million times just kind of the good enoughness of yes I I think since my first divorce of the past 12 years, I have decided my journey will always involve growing. Mm -hmm. And I think that 
feeds into our friendship because you have a growth mindset and then it feeds into our past few episodes of leaving friendships behind, et cetera, because really I can't be with somebody who isn't interested in growing. Mm-hmm. And personally, I feel like both of my exes weren't growth mindset. They're very kind of, I like it the way it is. Don't change anything. Don't, you know, Yeah. and I've got to be with someone that's growing or, you know, wants to self-improve or that's what we're here mm-hmm. for to grow and to love. That's what I think. Yeah. All right. Next. Um, when was the last time someone broke your trust and what happened? Ooh. Uh, my daughter, my 19 year old daughter, she yeah. is in that phase where she thinks it's okay because she's an adult to do what she wants in certain regards but she lives in my home under my roof. And so she will break rules or lie about things just to make it serve her. And, um, and I've had to put some hard boundaries around to the point where I've told her, if this continues, you can't live here because our relationship will suffer. And as parents, I'm sure there are a lot of people that are hearing that going, holy crap, what? But again, the work that I've done and in learning what's best, and she's almost 20, you have to be respectful and you have to have boundaries. And the old me wouldn't have done that, but the new me has. What about you? Broken trust. Oh, I don't know if I can answer that. You want to skip it? (laughs) I'm being serious. I know. I thought of three people, but I don't feel like I should talk about it on here. Okay. We can skip. So... Slide into my DMs if you want to know. Yeah. I'm dying to know, Andrea. Tell me. I already know this answer. What kitchen appliance is the most important to you? Your coffee maker. That is true. Is that a kitchen appliance? Yeah. Plug it in. It's a kitchen appliance. I used to have the Opal ice pebble ice maker, but it broke. And that used to be my most important. I got to buy a new one. I. uh, Utah water's too hard, though. It is too hard. I don't really have a favorite kitchen appliance. Like, do you have an air fryer? I do. And that would be it if I were saying it, but I can still survive without it. Mm-hmm. Type, you know, like, yeah. Right before, well, right before you got here, I noticed that my Ninja blender is out because I made smoothies for my kids. And mm-hmm. I was like, I use this thing so much and I love it. My air fryer was out because I reheated pizza in it and reheated air fried pizza is amazing next level yep and then my what else is out oh my kitchen aid mixer because i made cookie dough and i'm like i'm so glad i don't have to use a hand mixer to make cookie dough and i don't even spend that much time in the kitchen but there's some cool appliances and i have <laughs> all of them <laughs> okay. okay next anyway next question um what are some things that you are insecure about I have been working through abandonment issues. I think we've more than covered it on the podcast, dealing with my parents not really ever being around, to cheating exes, to... So I am very much working on my self-esteem being good enough, being loved for just who I am, rather than uh, proving myself and overperforming. I would say I'm insecure about my weight right now. I'm heavier than I would like to be. And I am insecure at times about my age. I'm starting to notice it. It flutters in a little bit like, oh, gosh, look at that 
jowl or look at it like I see it a little yeah. bit and it's a, a whole new world and um it's definitely a mind fuck for sure <laughs> I to look in the mirror and be like because I don't in my brain I'm like 32 or something but when yeah. I see it in the mornings and it's like oh girl you're looking your age today it's just starting to creep in the insecurity about it and I'm yeah. really trying to embrace it because my lord how nice with all this knowledge and where I am at my age I would not trade it yeah yeah I have a you? lot of similar insecurities I've been noticing like I have body insecurities that I feel like I've worked through a ton but there's still little moments where it just comes up yeah and as I'm like looking at the warm weather and thinking about paddleboarding I'm like oh back to like swimsuits on rotation which I love and I want to love but I'm, I have those insecurities that creep in I feel like I'm kind of feeling my age a little bit too do you Mm-hmm. I think there is something to be said about, you know, the 40s, the fit, right at the beginning to that new century. Yeah. It takes you a minute to kind of relax into it. Yeah. Sure. And, and I was thinking, because I showed you that picture of my mom that I found. Which hysterical. I, she's adorable. Oh, but, but it's hysterical just to really look at our society, mm-hmm. how it's driven youth so much. Yeah. Because we pride ourselves in trying to be the cool young moms that are you know <laughs> yeah we're not going to because Andy and I have talked about this I don't know if we dived too much into it into an episode but we're like oh well, I guess I'm the frumpy mom now and I was like I guess I need to cut my hair and, yeah and it really is kind of a brain thing and society's kind of flipped that a little bit now and so I'm sure our mothers very much have that and so to see those pictures it's a very telltale sign of of I'm a mom Mm-hmm. And then I'm embracing me. Yeah. You can see it in the photos. But and I mean, if you... Not that your mom wasn't, but it's... You know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. But if you... Like, if you looked at pictures of me when my second child was born, when I had a 13-month-old and a newborn, I went through that where I oh, cut my hair short. I was like the loose t-shirt with like the stretchy pants and the white kids. Like, I was... Yep. No, no makeup. Yep. Like, I frumped it up. Yep. When my, and that was 12 years ago almost. And now I feel like I'm Benjamin Buttons over here. Right. Trying Roll to that clock force, backwards. But I'm trying to force myself to, but then I'm like, am I in a, like, am I, do I have age dysmorphia where it's like people look at me? Like, like today when I went to the farmer's micro, I was wearing overalls and a snapback baseball hat and I flipped the hat backwards at one point and then I just left it on backwards. And, and I'm who like, cares? But I'm like, do people look at me and they're like, there's an old lady walking who around cares? over here. Even if they do, <laughs> who cares? Okay, question. Would you rather be the hottest or the most intelligent person in the room? The, probably the most intelligent. Same. Agreed. It's so much more fun to We could connect with people if we were only hot. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and the hottest person in the room gets so much superficial attention nonsense. Where it's or just no one wants to connect with you because you seem unattainable. Unapproachable. Yeah. Right. Yep. Okay. What is something that the world thinks is probably impossible that you believe is likely possible? <laughs> yeah, you better ask that one again. 
I got to think about that what for a second. What is something that the world, that's so broad. The whole world thinks something is probably impossible, but you believe is likely possible? Well, I do think that's weird because even if I believed in aliens taking over our planet, there's other people that do. So saying the world mm-hmm. makes me think very literally of it. Yeah, me too. But you know what? I, you know what I'll say? Manifestation. I know that sounds so lame, but I think a lot of people think it's all a bunch of hooey and it's not true. And, and the abundant mindset and everything I've created in my life especially over this past year, let alone to get through my journey. I think a lot of people don't believe in it and I truly do. So I guess that's, that's a good one. Yeah. I guess I could say that. Do you have any answer? I don't have an answer, but for some reason it made me think of an article that I read that New York is sinking. Really? I don't know why I'm thinking, does the world really believe it's possible for a city? But it's like two, don't read a new question. I want to tell people. Two, you can tell. I'm just reading out of my It's sinking two millimeters a year, which is like nothing. But it's like New York is but, sinking under the weight of its own buildings. And they have, they have how many, a million? Tons of people. Buildings? Yeah. Buildings. Oh, buildings, yeah. But they also say that we're going to die of a whatever dust cloud. Yeah poisonous fumes because the lake's gone so i guess i just don't watch that shit turn that off andrea i know and then i just think what if i would be worried about that all the time what if we all what if what if the continents just started sinking and we all just were underwater then we'd be dead the end (laughs) that's why i don't like to think too much okay go ahead okay what one more question each and then we'll wrap up i don't know how long have we been on We've got like a 30-minute episode here. Oh, let's do a couple more. All right. What do you need when you're angry? <laughs> Besides... No, I'm just kidding. Um, I mean, it really depends on what I'm angry about. Sometimes a bike ride or loud music will do. Sometimes ice will do. Sometimes the desperate need to feel understood and not crazy and not alone that probably is the most important one is it because i i hate that feeling of like the anger that i'm feeling looks like a tantrum or an overreaction and i need someone to understand so that i it stabilizes me to feel understood and not alone yeah that's a good answer uh for me i need time I've done so much work, I keep saying it, that I can now stop for a second and step out of my body and say, hang on, what is this really about? Yeah, and you've gotten so good at that. Yeah, and I can go, okay, what am I feeling? What am I, am I, you know, what am I worried about? What am I, and so I need time to sit and analyze it and really determine, oh yeah, I see what this is about. And then it's easier to be like, I don't have to be angry about that. So you and you're talking about like self-regulating. For sure, because yeah. really anger, like you say, right? It's a gateway to other things. So I really stop and go, "Hang on a second. Is this because I had an expectation? Is this because I had un- unmet needs? Is this because I'm being self-critical?" I mean, th- if you really think about 
anger, like we've talked about, mm-hmm. it's a gateway emotion. It's a protector. Yeah. You are, you seriously are like, why am I angry right now? And I can now almost identify it every time. And it's a different emotion. All the time. It can up. be wrapped up in so many different, it depends on so many things, right? Yeah. Um, whether it be, okay, um, I'm angry at myself because I've gained like seven pounds back. Right. And it's springtime and I shouldn't have eaten so bad over the winter. And, and I'm super angry about it. And it's like, hang on, hang on. You know, where are you with this? What mm-hmm. is this stemming from? What is this? And this is body issues from my childhood. And this is, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's very easy to step back. Or the other day when you and I were talking about my boyfriend, we hadn't talked in a few days and you were like, I'm just making sure you're okay. And I was like, are these expectation issues for me? Is this because I really am angry? Is this, and I can really examine it now. And, mm-hmm. and I, and at the end of that moment, it's like, no, I feel disconnected from him. Yeah. I'm not angry. I feel disconnected. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you think people most frequently misunderstand about me? About you? Mm-hmm. And then about you. Second question. Um, I think people misunderstand your friendship with men. You have so many people, male and female, that you pull in from your energy. I watch it. I And you've had other people bring it up. Like when you go into a party or whatever, there are, there is eyes on you. There is people wanting to come into your energy orb. There's... And... I can see it. Like when you said, I can do the thing for a minute and then 10 minutes later, I need to pull back from the group and recharge. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people misunderstand. You can really have good friendships with men and it doesn't mean it's romantic or sexual or trading favors and that there are, and I think you're very good at identifying good people Mm -hmm. naturally. And so you are going to have a lot of friends around you. And so I think people tend to misinterpret that, like, whether it's, is she after my boyfriend or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think it's very misinterpreted about you. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. And then what was what? What's what, the what do you think people misunderstand about you? You answer mine first. Okay. Um, I think, I think that people... Oh, that's a tough one. I I feel like I have it in my head, but I don't know how to explain it. I think people look at you and your life and, you know, having a young daughter at an older age and four adult kids and think like, almost like they're intimidated a little bit by you because Mm. you've had some pretty extreme life experiences with the type of men that you married and... And you can, like, I've watched you level up and kind of have this glow up. And I think that can come because you've done so much work. I think people could look at you and say, like, how, how do, is that possible for me to do that too? Yeah. Because you've been, I mean, you've talked about people gifting you with Christmas stuff and you having no money and selling this house and barely getting into this. And, and like, you've been in some extreme low, low situations and pulled yourself out. Yeah. And I think people think she just got lucky. You know, I think people think how could she possibly be where she is now 
with the success and the career and the yeah. confidence and the happiness and and it might be like no that's that doesn't happen to normal people yeah even though you're just a normal person who didn't give up and that's really what it is right yeah i mean i was told even when i was younger people were intimidated by me i mean i'm 510 i'm blonde i'm an athlete i don't shrink for the most part. Yeah. But inside, you've seen my insecurities. We just talked about a few of them. And so I can totally see that, that people that people think it's intimidating and that they don't understand how I got there. And that's what I was going to say is I think people I think people look at me and think, Well, I don't have the strength that Lori does. I could never get through that. Or um Well, maybe her parents helped her buy her house or you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and truly, that's why I want to coach is because I think people misunderstand all the hard work that went into staying afloat where yeah. I was. Um, and that's really why you and I do what we do is because we want to show people what's possible. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, yeah. What do you think people misinterpret about you? Um, I think... Uh, and I have actually experienced this where I default to sarcasm and humor so much that I think when I just, if people watch me in a room, but don't know me personally, they would think that I don't have any depth early on. Oh, I can totally see that. Because I can, I, it's a chameleon thing where I can adapt to my environment so easily. I can match energy. I can throw comments and banter with strangers and so I think people are like oh she's super fun but like does she do anything that's like serious can she like stop the sarcasm and and I've talked to to a lot of people about how I feel like I become a bro really quick with guy friends where it's like like on Christmas Eve I got invited to guys night steak barbecue and it was me and five guys literally on Christmas Eve because they and it's not that they forget that I'm a girl, but it's just like she can roll with the guys. Yeah. And and so I, I, but that's happened where people are like, wow, I had no idea that you like wanted to have meaningful conversations. And because <laughs> I start, I default to even self-deprecating humor, uh, just that extreme sarcasm yeah. where I, it just seems like there's no depth to me. And, and I've, I've really tried to be aware of that because I feel like sometimes you just meet people when you're supposed to meet them. And am I missing an opportunity to connect with somebody because I maybe look unapproachable because I'm so sarcastic and so I could just banter and roll with it. And so I've tried to pay more attention to how people maybe see me or how I introduce myself to people or ask questions about people instead of just kind of matching the energy in the room and not showing who I really am. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. What would you say that you, I mean, you kind of agreed with me, but was there anything else that you say that you think people misunderstand about you? About me? Um, I don't think, I mean, I think the beauty of podcasting is that if you're authentic, which we are, people can see the real you. I don't, I don't think people really understood the road that I've taken until I started sharing my journey. Mm-hmm. And so from a from afar, it probably looks like, 
Oh, poor Lori. Mm-hmm. Something just must be going on. She's been single seven years now in two failed marriages. Mm-hmm. She really yeah. must have some issues. Yeah. You know, and, um, and I don't care. I mean, I don't care neither here nor there. What's important to me is I've done the work and figured out why I made the choices I did. And I, uh, heck, I could have been married right away. Right. I had a ring on my finger by somebody and realized, uh-uh, I want to be alone. I want to figure myself out. And I have intentionally done that. And most most of the time, I would have bet that I would have married him just to fix it again. Yeah. But I didn't. So, so yeah. So, which I think is the beautiful part about us sharing our stories is people can understand. Because, honestly, you and I do have a lot of friends. We like to be with people. We like to talk. And we want people to realize our life hasn't been pretty, but there are mm-hmm. reasons behind it. And we want to help you guys grow too, yeah. which is the whole purpose of it. And which is why I honestly love this game because it really can get you talking. And we have a gift that we, we're, like we're open books. Like we were at dinner the other night and it's open conversation of whatever mm-hmm. hits our brain. Right. Yeah. And the people <laughs> are with it like, oh, we're going there. And we're like, yep, we're going there. <laughs> and that's why we have the title of our podcast. But most people don't have deep conversations like this, and I mm-hmm. urge people to do it. I think it brings you closer to people. Yeah. I mean, imagine if you were sitting here with, you know, my. I can't imagine sitting here with all four of my siblings and having them answer this. Yeah. My, my brother that I'm closest to and I, we could do this all day long. But my older brother and my youngest sis, my younger sister, I don't see them wanting to play this game because mm-hmm. they're not vulnerable. Yeah, I don't know if I could. I could get a couple of my sister-in-laws to play, but I yeah. don't know if any of my brothers would See? get into it. And that's, you know, that's one cool thing to take away from this. If you want to deepen a relationship, even if it's with your kids, you know, if they're older, your mm-hmm. kids may be like, ugh, mom. And mine would roll their eyes if I did it too, but I'd be curious to hear their take on some of this stuff, Yeah, you know? And I think it's cool to sit and share, which is why we decided mm-hmm. to pull cards today because it really can build some meaningful conversations that you may not have ever had. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I will link this game on our stories when this episode launches. So you can grab it because it's on Amazon, but it's called bold. Yeah. I'll put it in our show notes as well. That way they can just click it too. So, all right, you guys, that's it for this week. Thanks for being here. Bye.